You know, if there's a word that I would say has been used um, a lot over the last couple of years with all of the, the COVID crisis and all of the fallout from so many things going on politically around the world and here in our own country, it's the word dark. It seems like a dark time. In fact, when we were singing that song a little bit ago, um, that one chorus of when I heard the bells on Christmas Day, that one verse says, and in despair I bowed my head, there is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And I thought, you know, I think that's, I think that's how a lot of us feel sometimes, that it seems like the darkness of this world is overcoming, that this darkness of this world is winning. And I just want to look you in the eye and give you some good news today. It is not. Amen. Amen. It is not. Um, this light that has come into this world is an overcoming light. And that's what I, I want to talk about today. There, and I was laying this series out on the hope uh, or the heart of Christmas. I began to think about what all of the things are at the heart of Christmas that God really wants to give to us. And, and I thought about the, you know, the hope that he wants to bring and the love that he wants to bring and, and the transformation that he wants to bring. But I kept coming back to this idea of darkness and thinking, you know, at the heart of Christmas was God giving giving us a light. In fact, let's throw that verse up on the screen for us. I want to look at that passage of scripture today from uh, Isaiah. It's the prophecy of Jesus from Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 2. Read it out loud with me, would you, church? It says, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. And Jesus Christ came to be that light. Amen? Now, I want to talk about that today. I have no idea what darkness you may find around you or what you've been battling with. But as I thought about this, I thought, you know what? Darkness takes on a lot of different shapes sometimes. But Christ comes to be the light to our dark world. Um, First and foremost, Jesus came to light the way back to God. To light the way back to God. You know, we were a world steeped in sin that had no way to find its way back to the Father. Uh, In fact, that's one of the great things I love about God sending his one and only son is because we would have never wised up enough to find God where he was. Our arms couldn't reach from earth to heaven. And so God came from heaven to earth to give us a light to show us how to get back to the heavenly Father. I I love the passage of Scripture. Throw that up on the screen. It was uh, the angels talking about what this Jesus was going to be all about. Read it with me out loud. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And And that's for all of us, no matter who we are, where we've been, or what we've done. In fact, this was the message that Jesus preached over and over and over again. Not that there are lots of ways back to God, but God had came and shown that one way back to him. In fact, I love this, John 14, 6, throw that up on the screen. Read it out loud, church. And Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Now, one of the things that we, that we all begin to sense is that everywhere you go in the world, we know that deep inside of us, God has put this uh, recognition that there's something out there. 
And people all around the planet are, are, are trying to find what is that, what is that thing, what, what is that force, what, what is that God, what is that supernatural need that I have. And that's what Jesus came to make clear. Um, and I give the news I want to give you today is it doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what you've done, doesn't matter how far from God you've strayed. Look at me. It doesn't matter how deep the darkness is that you found yourself in. Christ has come to light the way back to God for you. You know, every once in a while, I'll, I'll have someone that's, you know, kind of come to a place of brokenness in their life. And when I'm talking to them about the grace of God and his ability to forgive, people will sometimes, I'll have somebody say once in a while, but Pastor Steve, you, you don't know what I've done. Look at me. It doesn't matter what you've done. What matters is what he has done. Because when he died on the cross, he died for all of our sins, no matter what they were. That's why 1 John says, if, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us, listen to this, from all unrighteousness. Throw that picture up on the screen for me. This is a great story. This guy's name is, is Danny Crochet. Uh, and Danny, uh, years ago... Uh, we grew up in, talk about a guy growing up in a place of darkness. He grew up in a home uh, with a, a father who was a, a raging alcoholic uh, who loved to take out his anger uh, upon Danny. And so Danny grew up feeling very unloved. He grew up always, you know, feeling this anger inside at, at how he was being treated. And, and so he reacted to all of that by himself at a very early age, becoming an alcoholic. But he also became a fighter. Uh, Danny was one of those guys who loved to uh, go in a bar and sit on a stool and, and get in a conversation with the guy sitting next to him, and pretty soon that conversation would go to, I bet I can whip you, and pretty soon a fight would break out, and, and Danny, would, you know, Danny would be battling again, and that's how he spent his whole life, until one day he got in a fight with a guy in a bar, and it went a little bit too far, and, and Danny killed the man, and he ended up in prison. And sitting in his cell, and when Danny tells his own story, he talks about that's when he realized how deep the darkness was in his life. And, and he began to become despairing, his life even worth living. And then one day, as, as a guy was walking through the prison, he was handing out Bibles, and he gave Danny one. And, and Danny had never read the Bible. He, he had heard stories from, you know, time to time about, you know, religion and that kind of stuff. But he, he actually began to read. And as he began to read the stories of Jesus, something began to just click in Danny's heart. And, and Danny kept seeing this, this Jesus who was offering love and offering forgiveness. And, and he, he knew he wanted some of that. And he, he became bothered, especially when he, when he read the part where Jesus talked about, if you reject me, you know, you'll be out there with the, those living in the darkness and the wailing and gnashing of teeth. And Danny's going, man, I've been, I've been in the darkness long enough. And so that Sunday, even though he had never done this before, when the guards came by to see who wanted to go to the chapel service, they said, who, you know, who wants to go call out your cell? And Danny immediately jumped up, cell 13. And for the first time, Danny went and he sat in a chapel service. And he sat in that service, didn't speak a word, just was taking it all in. After the service, he, he talked to the chaplain and he said, everything that you were saying today was, was piercing my heart. 
He goes, I've been reading the Bible. And he said, I, I, I read that part where, where Jesus said that if, if we reject him, that we're going to be living in this darkness and all of that. He said, is that hell? And the chaplain said, yes. And Danny said, I've been in hell long enough. How do I get out? And the chaplain said, when you go back to your cell, he said, you kneel beside your bed and you cry out to God. You tell him what a sinner you are and you tell him you want the love and forgiveness that only he can offer. And Danny did that. Danny went back to his cell. He hit his knees and he cried out to God and God did an amazing work in Danny's life. Danny finished out his prison term got out of prison, stayed on the straight and narrow. In fact, he began to ask how he could give back to God. He contacted with, God was in contact with Prison Fellowship. They helped him get into Wheaton College. Danny got married, ended up having five kids along the way, finished his degree at Wheaton College, became a pastor, and then became a chaplain. Now Danny serves as the head of a prison ministry in Massachusetts, ministering to other prisoners, helping them find the way back to Jesus as well. Now, just hear this. If God can do that for Danny, just think what he could do for you. Amen? Well, God, Jesus came not only to, you know, to redeem us and, and to, to, to get us right with God, but you know what else? Jesus came to show, to light the way how to live. How to live. Um, you know, one of the things when you look around this world, you see how people treat each other, and even sometimes people who, you know, can call themselves Christians, and the things they say and the things they do, you're going, you know, this is crazy. This is, is this really this way it's supposed to be? No. Jesus didn't come to just do something in here. He came to change how we live. In fact, throw that passage of scripture up on the screen. I, I love this. It says, Jesus came to do more. Jesus, <laughs> thank you. Jesus spoke to the people once more, and he said, read it with me. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. I love how Peter put it in his epistle. Throw that passage up. He says, for God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Jesus suffered for you. Now read it with me. He is your example and you must follow in his steps. In other words, Christ came to, to totally turn our lives upside down and to show us how to really live. It's really funny. When I was, um, I played basketball competitively until I was 45. And at 45, I decided, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough now. I got to stop. I got to do something different. I'm going to blow in my legs and everything out. And so I decided, I was living in Phoenix, and I decided I, I got to stay active. So I decided I would take up hiking, and I would start hiking the mountain. And, uh, but I also wanted to learn how to play golf. I'd played golf, you know, a couple of times a year. And we live in Phoenix. There's a gazillion golf courses, and it's beautiful weather. And I thought, I really want to learn how to do this. And I was playing in a, in a scramble tournament, and I had a guy in my church who was, uh, his name was Larry, and Larry was, he worked for the Ping Corporation, who made golf clubs and golf equipment, and he was a teaching pro. 
And uh, in, uh, t- tell, talking to Larry at this golf tournament, and I said, uh, I, I really want to learn how to play golf. I want to learn how to play this better because I want to I get out more often and do this now. And I'm standing up there on the tee box, and, and Larry looking at my golf clubs. And I just had a, a set of garage sale clubs, you know, that I'd bought some years ago. And, you know, clubs had gotten bigger and better. And I've got this driver that's got a little head on it about maybe the size of my fist. And Larry puts his driver up there, and Larry's got a, he's got like a Volkswagen on a stick, you know what I'm saying? I mean, this huge golf club. And Larry starts laughing at my golf clubs. And he says, what are those? And I said, those are my golf clubs. He said, no, those are toys. You can't play with those. And he said, you come down to the shop. He said, I'm going to get you some, some good, decent clubs. And he did. He got me a great set of ping golf clubs. And he said, I want you to come out to the country club. And he said, I want to, I want to just, you know, kind of look at how you're swinging and, and, and just work with you. With you. And I said, oh, I'd love that, Larry. So I came out and I'm, you know, I'm a guy, you know, and I, and, and I was like, I, I wanted to really impress Larry. So we went out to the, to the driving range, and Larry said, now, tee, you know, tee a few balls up, and I want you to swing. I just want you to show me. So I get up there, and I'm, and I'm like swinging like I'm playing baseball. You know, I'm, I'm like, mm, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm swinging as hard as I could. And the ball's, you know, you know, slicing off this way and going that way. And every, you know, about every ninth ball will go straight. And so he had me swing with the different, you know, a different, different clubs. And he had me putt a few. He did I had all that. And so when I got done, he said, okay. He said, well, we, we, we've got something to work with here. And I said, I, I said you, you think you can help me? He said, well, I think I can. He said, well, I said, well, what do I need to change? And I'll never, I'll never forget this. He said, everything. You'll need to change everything. And, and he was right. I mean, from the, from the way that I was gripping a club to, the, to the how, where I stood with the ball to even how hard I swung. And, and it didn't make sense to me because I, you know, I wanted to swing really hard. And he said, no, you don't have to swing hard. You just need to make good, smooth contact. And all, all these things. Larry just completely revelled. He, he showed me. Look at me. He showed me the way to play. And that's what Jesus did. He came to turn the way we live upside down. Jesus said, you know, it's written, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I'm going to tell you something different. I'm going to tell you to love your enemy. I'm going to tell you to pray for those who despisefully use you. I'm going to tell you to forgive. And Peter says, forgive. How, how many times should we forgive? Seven times? No, no, no. Seventy times seven. Jesus came to show us a whole different life. Not just what to be on the inside, but how to live on the outside. Amen? Can I give you one more? Jesus came to light the way to live with hope and joy. He came to light the way to live with hope and joy. Everybody look at me for a second. Do you know that there is no one who wants you to enjoy life more than God? I love what Jesus said. Throw that passage up on the screen for me, would you? John 10, Jesus says, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. Read it with me. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Look at me. I just want you to hear this. Pastor Steve, what kind of life does really, did Jesus really want me to have? He wants you to have a rich and satisfying life. 
I come to let you might have life. Have it more abundantly. Have it to the full. There is no one who wants you to embrace this life more than our Lord Jesus Christ. There is no one who wants you to live more free from all of the things that capture us than your Lord Jesus Christ. Throw that next passage up on the screen. I, I love this. What the angel said, do you remember this? And suddenly when the angels came to the shepherds, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them and they were what? They were terrified. They were terrified. And said, and the angel spoke to them, and what did he say? Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all of the people. Are you letting that sink in just a little bit? God wants you to live a rich and satisfying life, and he wants you to live in the fullness of hope and joy. Just a question, but this Christmas, are you living with that sense of hope and joy? That's the light that Christ came to bring. I want you to hear it from um, one of the more modern day prophets. Some of you probably have heard this prophet speak before and probably even heard this speech that he gave, but I think you need to hear it one more time because I think it speaks directly to the point. And I want you to pay very close attention to what he says and how he says it. Play that video for me. Who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Somebody pointed something out to me this year, and I can't believe I, I remember when this movie came out. Um, and I'd never seen it before. Maybe you have, and maybe I was just late to the game. The character who's quoting the scripture, anybody know his name? Linus, Linus Van Pelt. And do you notice what Linus always carries? He has a blanket, and that's his security blanket. That blanket helps Linus feel safe and secure. Did you happen to notice when he was quoting the scripture what happened? When Linus came to the place and he said, and lo, the angel said, do not be afraid. What did Linus do? He dropped his blanket. Throw that picture up on the screen. And instead of holding on to that security blanket, Linus took hold of the scripture. This was very intentional on Charles Schultz's part of demonstrating the fact that when we embrace the truth, that our Lord Jesus Christ is the light and hope of the world, 
Ladies and gentlemen, we don't have to be afraid. We can embrace him instead of all these other things that we cling to. Amen? Amen. Well, today, as we close our service time out, we, wanna, we always like to do this on Christmas weekend with uh, a candle lighting. And, and I don't know where you might need the light of Christ in your life today. Um, if you are today, find yourself far from God. If you are walking in darkness, if you know there is a God, but you don't know who that God is, Today, the Lord has come to proclaim his name to you. It is Jesus. Maybe you've been struggling to figure out how to live. Maybe you've been dealing with difficult people. Maybe you're thinking about the last month or so of your life, and you know, you know what, Pastor Steve, I, I, I haven't been um, maybe living out this Christian life the way that it should be. And Christ came to light the way for you, to show you how to live. To allow his spirit to live through you, to demonstrate the kind of love and forgiveness and kindness and compassion that Christ lived with when he came. But maybe for some of us, our hope and joy are gone. And maybe what you need from God today is for him to reignite that light of hope and joy in you. Whatever your need, as we sing this old hymn, Silent Night, Holy Night, and as we light the candles and pass them down the aisle, as we do that, I just want you to whisper your own prayer to God. And I want you to lean into him however you need to today, asking him to bring that light to you. Rachel's going to lead us in singing. We're going to light the candles. At the end, we're going to pray a prayer together before we close. Our Father, as we come before you tonight, we're just so grateful to this dark world, an entire world walking in darkness. You have sent your great light. Lord Jesus, we believe today that you are the light of the world. And we are so grateful that you set before us opportunity and hope. And today, Lord, would you help us not just to embrace that as a truth for mankind, but would you help us to embrace that as a truth for our own lives? Lord, you know each for each of us the darkness that we struggle with. For some of us, it's the darkness of unbelief. For others of us, it's uh, the darkness, Lord, of uh, a callousness that we've developed toward life around us. For some of us, Lord, we've just been so scarred that we find ourselves sometimes hopeless and feeling like there's no joy in this world. But to all of us, Lord, you came to light something new in us. And so today, we open our hearts and lives Lord Jesus, come near. Light in us once again that great light that only you can provide. In your precious name we pray. And everyone said, amen.